Hey, cool kids. Welcome to the third episode of the Cool and E podcast. I'm E, your host, and today we are going to be talking about friendships. And I'm not talking about any old friendships. I'm talking about that real shit, that Gail and Oprah type friends. I often think about how lucky I how lucky I am to have this kind of support because I often hear about the shenanigans that some of your friends put you through and I just cannot. Um, I feel like I'm constantly thanking people in my life for their support. What I have learned is that I don't have to go through my depressive episodes alone and neither do you. My old therapist used to say, your depression is not your friend and your depression is lying to you. And my depression was constantly telling me that I was being a burden on my family and my friends. And so I would isolate a lot. But my friends are constantly telling me that I'm not a burden. And not only am I not a burden, but that they love me very much and that they want to help me. They often just don't know what to do to help. And if we're being totally honest, half the time, I don't know what I need either. Um, And one of the most important lessons that I have learned and a lesson that has certainly saved my life is that my friends want to help and my friends will help. I just have to ask them. So the point of today's episode is is to discuss how friends and support networks are so necessary to keep going. I think the best way to discuss this is to share my best friends with you and to discuss all the ways that they support me and how they have literally saved my life. So without further ado, I present a conversation with my besties. Please excuse the audio quality. I'm still learning um, how to use this equipment and how to edit. But uh, here we go. All right. So technical difficulties aside, I'm here with my besties, Mo and Janet. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. And if I feel like they're being too modest, then I will add on. Who wants to go first? Okay, hi, I'm Mo. I'm Eva's friend. I originally met her when we were neighbors in college, and I live in New York City. Hi, I'm Janet. I am also Eva's friend. We met actually before school started at a pre-orientation program at Smith, and I live now in Phoenix, Arizona. And for those of you guys that don't know, I actually live in Connecticut. So none of us live near each other, but we do manage to talk to each other pretty much every day, which is freaking awesome. Um, I don't really remember how we met at Bridge, Janet. I just remember that Mo pants me and I was like pissed for like a week because I was like, who the hell pulls someone's pants down and they don't know them. But then we became friends. So, <laughs> how we became friends? I mean, I can't really remember to be perfectly honest. I just remember I didn't like you, but then we became friends. So there's a happy ending there. But also, I didn't like you because you pulled down my pants. I know that we spent a lot of time together in the beginning because you kept getting sexed out, and then we were like forced to hang out because you ha- you kept spending the night in our room. I don't remember. I feel that. like we spent a lot of time just in the hallway. Oh yeah, we used to sit in the hallway a lot. Like it was like that hallway was so depressing too. The lighting was bad, <laughs> <laughs> nasty, and not even like push me. Yeah. Honestly, if it comes down to like we, we were the brown girls on the floor. Accurate, and that's I feel like. Yeah, I don't exactly remember how we met at Bridge, but once we were at Gardner, 
you were like a familiar face. That was too long ago to remember the specific details. We're getting old. <laughs> no, there were other women of color, but they were like... They weren't on the floor. One thing I did want to talk about from our college days is what I call the true test of our friendship. Um, we got in that huge... Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yes. The, we, when you, we used... To, it was so long ago that we had this men. Yes, we did. <laughs> Because I remember, I just think you remember your man about you. <laughs> so we're like in this gigantic fight and I wasn't talking to them because petty life and I was walking ahead of them because I was there mad was no. and then I fell down, like I slid down this hill and I because, was like, no, you forgot to say. New England winter time. Fine. So we we went to Smith, which is in Massachusetts. And so it was winter. And there clearly must have been black ice. So I'm walking ahead of them. We're all like, it's tense. We're all pissed off. And then, of course, I go and fall down and, like, wipe out. Like, I'm laying all the way on the ground. And I'm waiting for them to laugh so I can just be like, it's over. But they didn't laugh. And that's how I knew we'd be friends forever. Unfortunately, they laugh all the time now about it. Like, I feel like every time the three of us get together, that story comes up. We we did basically did not talk about that incident <laughs> for at least a year before we were able to bring it up and have a giggle. It was, it was really I tense. We did probably talk about it like a couple of days after it happened, or at least like the next day. I but think I, I don't remember talking about it. For a really, really long time. I was really pissed about it for a long time. I was just thankful that you guys didn't laugh because I don't think we'd be sitting here today (laughs) (laughs) because I'm that petty and because I hate falling that much. But I like totally wiped out. And like if it was anyone else, I probably would have laughed. But I'm thankful that you guys were like, this is real (laughs) shit. Like if we laugh, this friendship is over. So... You know what I remember we used to do now related to that walk and the disc men? We used to make these um, like CD mixes and the same, we would listen to the same one all of us at the same time. Do you remember this? <laughs> You'd be like, okay, one, two, three, turn it off. We had to synchronize back in the day. Yeah, walking. Do you remember this? Yes. That's so funny. I just remember we like wore out that Usher CD when we drove down to Florida. And yeah. Alicia Keys. Oh my gosh. Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys. Guess who loves Alicia Keys now? Who? Elena. And who was Elena? Elena's my one year old daughter. She has loved Alicia Keys since she was in utero. I wonder why. I wonder why. So since we're talking about kids, Mo, how many kids do you have? I have two kids. It's crazy. I know. I can't even believe it. And I have two cats. That's the life I'm living, guys. (laughs) I wanted to talk about how we maintain our friendship, especially since we're in different places physically, in different places in our lives like you guys have kids and jobs I mean I have a job too but (laughs) I at least have a job 
I think one of the main things is the group chat that we jump on constantly, um, whether all three of us are responding or it might just be two of us for a while. We're able to just keep in touch with our day-to-day, even if it's something small, um, and that helps me feel like I'm not so far away physically. Yeah, Yeah, I think that our... I can't remember exactly how it all started. I think it was like about a year ago we started really chatting like every day, like around the time that Janet was pregnant. I think we started the group chat because this is the only thing you would respond on. Like, I feel like you would never respond to text. And I was like, I'll kill you. (laughs) Right. Because I had my old phone. I didn't have a good, like my phone was really bad at text message. Yeah. Like um, respond to you guys. So then I had to, I also switched to Facebook Messenger. Yeah, because you would respond, and I was like, thank God. (laughs) And then that works really well for us. You know, sometimes I find that not even two of us are chatting. Sometimes just one of us writing. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, is there anyone out there? (laughs) It works, though, because even if I come back to, like, not kidding, 50 or 60 messages because I've been away for 20 minutes. (laughs) It's still, you know, I can still scroll through and read what happened and catch up and still join in on the conversation. And sometimes, especially now that two of us have babies that are up around the clock, like our chats literally don't stop at the end of the day. Like I wake up to chats, like we just are able to, just stay in touch really closely. I love it. And then, and now I feel like I have a better idea of like what's going on in your guys' lives. Cause we can just be like, like you guys are like, Oh, my kid's sick. Or I'll be like, cool. Puked on the bed. That's cool. <laughs> I wanted to talk about showing up. Cause I feel like you guys really showed up for me, especially this past Christmas. I'm not really sure what I want to ask of you guys, but I don't know, like, do you guys have advice on showing up from people who have friends that, like, go through really tough times? Because, like, you guys always ask to help, which helps me because I don't really like to ask for help. But you guys are always like, what can we do? But, like, do you guys have advice or do you have any, um, like, remember anything or, like, what you felt that time? Because you guys, like, really came through in the clutch. I think one of the big things from that time was that trying to do practical things. Like, if I was nearby you, a practical thing I would have done for you was, like, come over with, like, your favorite snacks. But knowing that I wasn't nearby and couldn't immediately do that pushed me to think about other practical things I could do for you from far away. So that's why, like... You know, like, I'm like, okay, well, let's just start to make a list of jobs and work on cover letters and get, figure out therapists. Those are all things that, like, we can do from far away. Yeah. I think for me, just not feeling like I could only call or text because I could do something concrete, even if it was just to let you know that you were on my mind. Um, 
and to always ask if there was something, um, because even though an hour ago there might not have been, you know, maybe something to change, maybe, maybe there was something that I could do, like Mo said, even though I wasn't able to, like, physically drive to your house and bring you your favorite snacks, I just always wanted to, to make sure that you knew I was literally just a phone call, a text, um, and whatever I could do, I would do from, you know, from Arizona. So I know I didn't provide a lot of context for this, and this is a story I will tell later, but um, I had a really rough Christmas, and I told Mo and Jen that I was spiraling. And so they, and, you know, like sometimes work just sucks. So they were helping me with the work stuff, but they also are the ones that found me my new awesome therapist. And they, what did you guys do? Email her? How'd you, what did you do? I emailed her and I said, I have a very close friend who's in a lot of distress and I need you to contact her immediately. And then I need you to tell me that she wrote you back. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt a little big brothery, but then I stopped it. Like, once I knew that you guys were, like, in contact with each other, I wasn't, like, you know. <laughs> and then tell me. Yeah, because she was like, she did call me and she's like, I never really call people, but your friends were really worried. And I was like, what the hell did Mo say to like get this woman to call me? Because she's like, yeah, I never reach out first. But um, yeah, the email worked because I met with her like that, that Saturday. And I think it was like a Thursday when you guys contacted her. I know it was like a really short amount yeah. of time. I would say, like, just for the listeners of your podcast, as far as, like, being there for for people in their lives, like, you know, we know you um, over just all of the years that we've been friends. So, you know, in every friendship, there's different dynamics and different strengths that people have and weaknesses. And so just really knowing who your friends are. And, and for us, we knew that breaking things down and like tackling them in smaller, um, smaller pieces, like finding that therapist, starting a job search, separating those things so that it just wasn't as like big and looming and overwhelming would be helpful to you. Um, and I think that comes from us knowing you and knowing how that would be helpful to you, which might not be the case for everyone. So I think in every friendship, every relationship, just, just, figuring out what that thing is to help that person, you know, break down whatever it is that might feel so big and so huge in that moment. Right. Is, is kind of the starting point. That's one, too- oh, go ahead. One of the things I was thinking as you were talking, Janet, is that one thing I think we've gotten so much better at with time with each other is like recognizing each other's like sort of like, triggers and mm-hmm. um, I think when we were younger we just were a lot more reckless with each other mm-hmm. and hurt each other's feelings a lot through that but now it's like I sort of know like okay Eva's upset right now and she needs to vent and she doesn't really actually want to hear a solution right now she just needs to mm-hmm. vent mm-hmm. <laughs> Janet is feeling anxious about something and she just is like talking so that we're listening. Whereas I think when we were younger, we would try to like all good intention, maybe, but 
we would try, like, we would make each other, like, more upset by trying to, like, we wanted to, like, change each other, but, like, just kind of, like, not knowing when to stop. And now I feel like we're a lot better about that. Like, just being like, all right, I hear you. I, I recognize, like, where you're coming from and not, like, pushing. Um, I don't know if you get, if I'm making sense. Yeah. No, that, that totally makes sense. I think, yeah, just knowing knowing that we don't, we're not always asking for a solution or to be fixed. Right. But sometimes just having a sounding board to, you know, vent or bounce ideas off or just talk because um, one-year-olds don't talk back. (laughs) So, yeah, that totally makes sense. And I think you're absolutely right. But I think we also know to ask sometimes, like, do you want a solution or do you want to just vent? Versus, like, Uh just diving in and trying to fix it or just, like, Uh from the jump saying, like, I just need to vent, this is happening, and you guys just letting me. Uh Or us just letting you guys. I feel like I do the most venting out the group, though, but. um, Talk about different. Yeah, I think we vent equally just about different things. (laughs) Maybe I'm just more aware of my venting ratio to buy like hey here's good news ratio um i wanted to ask you guys how do you take care of yourself since you've shared a little bit about how you take care of me uh this past year in particular becoming a mom staying at home um with my baby it's been extra important for me to recognize when i need to just take even if it's 15 minutes away from baby you know away from everything and like sit down and sometimes it's calling you guys calling one of you sometimes I will watch something on my DVR that's super super full because I never have time to watch Mm -hmm. TV anymore um if I'm really gonna splurge sometimes I'll go to uh get my nails done which seems like a super big luxury these days um, but yeah, it's, it's hard to put myself first now. Um, cause I feel like I'm constantly taking care of baby. And then when I do have time, I feel like I should be paying attention to my husband or, you know, just cleaning my house and letting myself not do those things. Mm-hmm. You know, dirty house is okay. You know, the laundry can wait until the morning. I don't have to stay up an extra hour to do that right now. So I guess giving myself permission to let go of some of the things that previously would have bothered me, you know, if I left dishes in the sink and not feeling guilty. That's one thing I think that has changed this year for me. Yeah. I think I, mom, I yeah, noticed mom that guilt is real. Yeah. I, I was going to say that. Like I noticed how much pressure you, you both of you guys put on yourselves to be, like these super moms and I'm always like just take some time for yourself like Jen I remember one time we were talking on the phone and your husband was trying to get Elena to sleep and you're like the only thing keeping me from going out there right now is because we're on the phone and I was like just take a minute like if Elena doesn't fall asleep like right this second like she'll be okay and she's with you know like your husband like she's with her dad you know and with Mo, I'm always just like, I I always want to do something to help you. I feel like 
I get overwhelmed because you have like an important job and you have these kids and you have a husband and you're always trying to juggle all three. Well, I will, there are some things I just don't do anymore. Like? I, I, I do feel bad about them, but I also just like, I think it is my way of like, just like prioritizing self-care. So like, I don't do dishes. I don't, I basically just don't do much around the house. I, I work and I'm a mother in that I take care of my kids. I spend a lot of time with them when I'm at home. We play and I sort of am like the shopper in the house. Like I'll <laughs> that we have like the basic necessities in terms of food and clothing. But other than that, like I feel like one way that I take care of myself is I just know my limitations. Like I'm just like not into housework at all. Or like cooking, cleaning, laundry, I just don't do it. And Manny does all of it. Um, and it's sort of like this, un, we do talk about it, it's not totally unspoken. But I feel, I only feel guilty about it when I think about the fact that it's something that most other moms take very seriously. And do, and I just have to remind myself that I'm just, like, a different kind of mom. Yeah. and But also that it's okay. Like, you don't have to be... Like, you and Jenna are very different types of moms. But they're both good types of moms, you know? Like, both of your kids get fed. They get clean. They, like, have everything they need. They're happy. They're healthy. I don't know. Like, I I feel the mom guilt all the time, and I've... I always want you guys to know that, like, I think you guys are both amazing moms. Thanks, Eve. Thanks, Eva. I also, one other thing I do that I think is, like, part of my keep trying to stay sane is um, go super early. Ooh, yeah. I'm, like, not oh. helping you at all on that front tonight. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. like, it's almost I past my bedtime, too. That's <laughs> the same time as my three-and-a-half-year-old because I'm, like, I mean, the fact that you got him, like, to sleep, I was like, a round of applause, because that kid can stay up. Like, I won't, like, the last one was over there, it was, like, 10.30, I was like, Cairo, if you don't take your butt to bed, like, I want to sleep. Go to bed. <laughs> he can stay up late. It cannot last all of us. He like, naturally wind down. <laughs> He must have, like, felt it. He's like, Mom needs this tonight. I'm going to give this to her. Well, he's, like, he's, like, um, cutting out his nap. That helps a lot. Uh, that'll do it. Yeah. Well, in the vein of nap time or sleep time, are there any parting words you guys have for the other cool kids before we at least turn off the podcast, we can still chat with each other. But, like, is there anything else you guys want to say to the cool kids? I think one thing, just don't underestimate, I don't know, this is maybe such obvious advice, but don't underestimate um, you can, like, bring a friendship back because something that has happened, we didn't really talk about this on this podcast, but we, there were times in our lives where we weren't close with each other, um, and we 
I'm like sad about that. There's like actual years where we weren't close, and I don't think that will happen again. I don't think so Definitely either. Not. Like learn from that, that 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 our friendship is like just more valuable than whatever like petty argument um, we could get in. I also just don't think we'll like really argue moving forward in our friendships. And I think that's probably because we're a lot more like openly thankful for our friendship. Yeah, I want to piggyback on that too. I think it's important to recognize that we are in different locations, um, you know, different places in our lives and our careers. And so our friendship is what it is because we do put in the work and make it a priority. And so, you know, whoever it is in your life that you feel brings that value and brings that support, like don't take it for granted, um, you know, put in the work, put in the effort and uh, make sure that you have that circle. It could be one person, it could be two, it could be 10, you know, but however large that circle is, like, it's super important to make sure that you, um, work at it just like, you know, a relationship you have with a husband or boyfriend or a partner. Um, you, you know, friendships also take that, take that work. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be, you know, something you, not like work, work, but it is still effort. And it's worth every minute. It is. Aw, I love you guys. How much you too. I think that's a good place to end for the podcast. So I'm going to stop that. Thank you, Mo and Jay, for joining me on the podcast today. I also want to thank them, perhaps for the millionth time, for being my very best friends. And I am just so lucky to have them in my life. And I hope that they know that. Okay, cool kids. So did this episode make you want to call your bestie or just run up to them and give them a big hug? Um, or did this make you kind of reevaluate where some of your friendships were or make you reconsider who you want to go to in your times of need? Let me know what you think. You can always catch me on Coolany's website, uh, Coolany on Facebook and Instagram, or in our Coolany School Kids Facebook group which is closed. Um, You don't need to be a woman or a woman of color to join the group. You just got to be cool. And we'll catch you later, cool kids. Bye. Mm -hmm.